Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. We're live now. I believe it's everything's working. It's been two weeks, so <laughs> I'm, I'm out of practice, you know. Um, but thank you very much for joining. It's much appreciated. Um, another Thursday evening or morning or afternoon chat, depending on where people are located in the world. We can start yeah. if you want to introduce yourself and yes. then we'll take it from there. Sound good? Uh -huh. Cool. So, well, I'm Prati Kamasani. For the people who could say my full name, it's Pratyusha Kamasani. Uh, I work at Avanade as a group manager, a consultant. And um, and yeah, what else? Like I work with Power BI. <laughs> <laughs> I organize London Power BI user group along with um, James Dale. I saw that. Very impressive. Yeah, I blog, I speak. I did dip my toes into YouTube. Okay, nice. Yeah, but Very I don't cool. think uh, I'm really keeping up with it. Pandemic definitely impacted on my blogging and stuff. But Fair uh, enough. Yeah. hopefully it's going to come back. So, yeah, that's pretty much about me. I think it sounds like you already do quite a lot. So the YouTube and on top of that um, is it's a lot to keep up with for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As yeah. someone who primarily or pretty much only YouTubes, it's doing that on itself is, is quite a lot. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It is, isn't it? I think I am also really bad self-critic. So I've actually recorded quite a few things, but I was not happy to put them out there. So. Yeah, I can I can understand that. <laughs> the number of things I've recorded and then I don't like it. I'm gonna record it again and it just like creeps yeah. into your week. Yeah, it's a nightmare. I think I wish there was no editing softwares. I'm, I know they're amazing, but like for me, it's because the softwares are there, I wanted to edit everything. Yeah. And then I don't like anything. <laughs> I started um, recording my screen and then recording myself afterwards. So I'll like watch it and I'll do it and then I'll record it because I couldn't, I can't type and talk. I can't, any level of, of multitasking is completely beyond me. So I just, I just stopped. Um, but I'm really interested. You did the, the London Power BI user group. I find quite cool because first, first of all, I mean, for a, a Organizing a user group all sounds quite difficult to me. And also London. I mean, that's quite a, a prestigious and also very large city. Um, what's your experience of that? Because it's it's quite interesting, I think. Um, it was, uh, it's funny. Like, uh, so I went to SQL Pass like uh, okay. years ago. And I happened to be we are in the same plane with Chris Webb. And okay. um, so... I actually so that's that SQL pass is when they announced the Power BI user groups the the very first time. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's when I asked Chris as like if he wants to start a user group with me. Mm -hmm. He said like I could speak, I could I will come and speak whenever you want a speaker, but like I don't think I can do it. And yeah. that's when I. Like, you know, I, I anyway thought, okay, this is the only way I could keep up with the Power BI updates. Mm. So that's how it's all started in the beginning. And there was a few others who were also interested. So the team behind the Power BI user group, they put us together. Mm. And over the time, they started their own things. And like, I kind of started, carried on. Mm -hmm. But at some point, I was like, I needed help. And um, James Fales cool. was like, a, even though he was not an organizer, Mm -hmm. He was anyway helping me quite a few times. Nice. So that's when, and James is somebody who's mm -hmm. like a very good friend of me. So nice. I asked him and uh, he was like, he was very happy to be part of it. And uh, yeah, he helps. Uh, he, he takes a lot of burden of it too. So uh, very kind of him. And how was it pandemic wise? Was it okay to keep going just to switch to online? Yeah. Actually, pandemic helped us in a way is like it, because it made us to reach more yeah and it was also very nice to get to different speakers i mean we always been very lucky being in london that was a good thing we had the best sponsor i could ask for it's got, it's a recruitment agent i saw that i was really impressed i gotta say yeah and nigel frank they yeah. are amazing like the people at nigel frank were they were like the most helpful people Fantastic. and um and the speakers were as well, like we were just lucky, like, you know, as I mentioned, Chris Webb and uh, Marco Alberto, they all, they used to come to London for their trainings yeah. and the people who come for SQL bits, like everyone was actually, yeah. I think I was just lucky in many cases. 
I mean, I, maybe luck might be an element, but the, the hard work that you put in, I'm sure. Yeah. Give yourself some credit, mate. Come on. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I did uh, things. I was, I was not, I think, yeah. Um, maybe because I had friends as well. Me being a speaker itself, I get a chance to ask people when I see sure. them. like, a, And they cannot really say no on your face. So. When you're networking, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean... That's when you're doing the in-person and uh, talking, I can imagine being the Power BI group for, for London, it's a nice place to travel to, right? It's like you go to London, not like, I don't know, some, I don't want to insult any other places in the world, but like a small town somewhere that doesn't really have, you know, yeah. as much things to do and to see. And, you know, it's a, it's a tourist destination, basically. Yes. Yeah, totally. And, and also there's quite a lot of demand in the Power BI, so there's yeah. always many people using it. Yeah. Having said that, it's like we do have a really nice group of people that keep come mm. to the user group. Like I, I'm, I'm like I met many people through mm. the user group who became really good friends of mm. me in my life, and like nice, yeah. So for example, James Dales, I met him through the user group. And uh, now he's like a very good friend of me. And cool. so, yeah, not only James, like there's so many people like like uh, Chris Barber is like one of the mm. attendees who used mm. to be. And like and now we work together. There's like many people. That's I met cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, uh, I mean, I've been much, my activity pretty much started with pandemic. And I can't even remember anymore if that's coincidence or that's the reason, you know? Is it because I was just sitting at home and said, like, okay, I can go to everything now. For example, I realized the other day that I get so many more emails now um, because of the um, the meetup, you get the automated emails. And I'm, mm -hmm. I became a member of quite a few different user groups like Vancouver and Sweden and uh, a couple others in the US simply because, well, because I can. Yeah. instead of just being just that one on your doorstep. We have a, a, a nice um, user group in, in Berlin too, but Berlin's a strange capital city for me sometimes because it doesn't have that. Um, it's become better in recent years, but it's not like that massive hub of technology or, you know, it's a, it's a different, it's more like a hub of partying or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what um, I, think of. I mean, guess yeah. nice. I mean, Berlin is a great city, but it I is. understand what you mean. Like, yeah. for example, if you take Amsterdam, it's like a, it's different, isn't it? It's yeah. like, it's a connection to many yeah. other cities. Like, right. I think the same thing with the Dublin or London. I think London was also the same thing. It's like, hmm. it's a connection to many other cities. So that's why it's a... It's a bit different. Yeah, like like a hope city. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, if I just uh, just go off on a completely random subject now, um, Wellington is obviously <laughs> yeah okay I like it. Um, regarding Power BI and the the journeys, this is always one of the things I, I ask quite often. Your journey into Power BI, how did you end up there? Did you have a a large background of working with data, different systems, or how did that go? I'm curious. I'm always curious about this. So my journey into Power BI mm. was pretty natural because I was working with the with the data warehousing. Okay. Like I was I was doing I was a BI developer before that, so I was okay. doing a lot of SSIS, SSRS, SSAS, mm. and uh, it was pretty natural. Like you know, the people who have been working with the analysis services, you kind of fall into Power BI. Mm. So that's how I kind of fell into it. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's your background basically. So it's yeah, it's yeah. I, I I mean because I knew Bobby, I was like I I was. This makes me feel old, but like I know when there was Power View. I don't know if like a, there was this data Zen. I don't know if any like in the audience. I I wonder if anyone remember it. I think yeah. it was called Data Zen. Microsoft acquired this software. I don't and, know um, yeah, I remember Power View. There was like a Power Map or Geo Map, something. As yeah, it's supposed to be like a plugins in Excel. I remember playing with them. Yeah. So I, once you I, know them, Power BI is like a. I didn't actually know about Power View until after I'd used Power BI, and then what I was clicking right. Yeah, because like my path was very, you know, like, oh, what's this thing? Oh, this is Power Query. What's this other thing? Oh, this is Power BI. And then I was just like clicking around and stuff. And then I saw Power View, and I was like. Well, this is rubbish. Don't like it, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. 
It, it is. Uh, yeah, but it, like when it came, it was amazing. Like, you know, you could export into PowerPoint. That was the best thing about PowerView for me then. Yeah. It's like you could export the entire report into PowerPoint. And I think there was still interaction even after we exported into PowerPoint. I don't remember it that well. And then there was map. You could create this horrible looking map, but in Excel. Do you know what you've just reminded me of? And I can't remember the name of the tool, but I hate it with a passion that burns pretty deeply in my soul. Um, there was an add-on, I think, in, in PowerPoint where you could link to Excel data, right? And I used to create um, reports like financial, like like um, month end reports, like for presentations. And you would basically link visualizations in PowerPoint to the data in Excel. And it always broke. Like it was just the bane of my life every month clicking on it and then clicking the refresh otherwise and it refreshing. Honestly, I hate that so very much. I really I think I know what you talk. I think you could create, you could use Excel as a source under yeah, the charts in the PowerPoint. I mean, since somebody doing, I've never done it. So, but um, yeah, yeah, I do not miss it. that at all. Yeah. But uh, this is uh, a long way because I read when you were when you were a child, you wanted to think Sal. Think Sal. Okay. Oh my, thank you. Sorry, it's, it's just Bernard's just said it right now. Think Sal. That was it. I hate Think Sal. This is what I hate. It's nice to have a name. Just something that I hate. So thank you, Bernard. I really hate that program. <laughs> um, you wanted to be a pilot when you were younger, right? Oh uh, yeah, it was. Uh... <laughs> I've just been reading your blog, you know. <laughs> yeah. So this was. Um... So growing up, so my mom was a teacher okay. and she was a head teacher and my dad, so they both were like very encouraged in mm. reading newspapers. So we used to get like three types of newspapers at home. Okay. It's like, a, so because my dad believed in one newspaper and my mom wanted us to read English newspaper. And then there was the A, brand, a newspaper that everyone read. Mm. Um, so in there, there used to be a column where they talk about women. And this was like a very long time ago. I read an article about mm. the first woman pilot in India. Okay. And that's when I thought, okay, I want to be a pilot. But it, like, it didn't go that no, far. Somebody, yeah. I, I don't know what happened. I think somebody told me I was not enough height to be. I mean, like, I didn't even try or anything. But that was one thing they said. And they also said they really care about English. and. I was really horrible at speaking English. So, <laughs> so, enough, so the dream lasted for a very short time. That industry lost, but the data industry we, ga we gained. So it's okay, right? It, it, it balanced it out in favor of us. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, this actually, when I was a kid, I was the first thing I remember really wanting to be was wanting to be in the police, um, which is pretty i'm not sure if that's really it's pretty standard i suppose but i'm very, i'm very much i'm very pleased i did not follow that career path to be honest and it reminds me of my dad because when my dad was a kid he always he, he tells me this a few times he did like you know in school you do like um, career advice and stuff and this career advisor said to my dad um what do you want to be when you're older and my dad said i just thinking of getting into computers because it seems like my dad was obviously this was back in the whatever mm -hmm. i don't know 60s um, probably and um I'd like to get into like in the computers because it seems like there's a, a good future there. And the response to this person was, yeah, there's no future in computers. You should join the police force instead. <laughs> so, <laughs> he did not, by the way. And yeah. uh, no, that well. was like, it might go down as the worst career advice ever given. So uh, yeah, no future <laughs> in computers. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, things have changed a lot. Yeah, hopefully career advice has also improved as well. I'm not sure. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, so actually, I've got a, a comment talking about the the good features that exist in Power BI that still haven't reached Power BI. There's good features in Power BI that still haven't reached Power BI. What are those features? Do you know what they are? I'm very curious about this. Oh wow, I don't actually remember. Yeah. Uh, Power View that well. Well, there might be some which hasn't. Oh, the will for sure. Yeah, Power BI, but Power View doesn't exist for a reason. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it's probably something to do with uh, matrix or some kind of I'm not sure a mapping tool or something. If someone knows what these good features are that, that haven't reached Power BI, I'd be very curious because um, 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm sure it's one of these things that you've used and you get used to it. And then you move to a new tool and just like when you move from Excel to Power BI and, you're, and people assume that Power BI is just kind of exactly the same as Excel, but like better. Yes, exactly. I, I think I think Power BI died because Microsoft chose to kill it. Because, well, not kill it. It's like they created Power BI. It, 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 so by combining all these tools, isn't exactly it? at the power view and of yeah. course power query and power pivot, of course, and maybe yeah. there's another thing. I'm not sure. Yeah, we've got a question from Jeff. Your interest <laughs> in database. Was there a book that got you started or a blog? What? Oh, uh, how I started? I I don't know if there was a book or a blog that actually made me start. I think it was uh, so I. I just, it's just something that makes me really ex excited and passionate about the things. I mean, I do a bit of painting, so I'm a self-taught painter. And uh, okay. I've done it like since I was a kid. Like when I see something, I like... That's nice. Yeah, doing it. And I was like, it's weird. Like, as I said, my mom was a head teacher. So for yeah. every like a new year or a, her birthday, things like that. She used to get a lot of cards, like, you know, yeah. fishing, greeting cards. And afterwards, I used to cut all those cards and make a, a display kind of thingy. So I used to keep things together, find patterns. And so this was, I think that's where it started. I didn't know I'm going to be a data visualization expert uh, or a person yeah. uh, over the time. But uh, yeah, that's. I think that's where it started. But for Jeff, if you uh, asking me for a book, I would recommend um, Design Thinking, Dan Norman Design Thinking book. I'm just looking around me. It, it's usually always around me. Uh, yeah, design the design of everyday things by the Dan Norman. It's a really, really, really good book. The design of everyday things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that sounds by, cool. By Dan Norman. He talks about, he doesn't talk about data visualization, but mm -hmm. he talks about design. And uh, it's like he's, there is a thing called Norman Door concept. So basically, what he talks about is like, a, so how you open a door. Mm -hmm. And how, I'm sure many of us have done it like a, instead of pulling, we push or we. So, but like, you know, if the door needs to be pushed, why do you keep a handle there? <laughs> okay. So that's, that's the design. That's, that's interesting. Why. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really simple when you think about it. Yeah. 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 So I like he, it. Yeah. He talks about things like that. It makes you really mm. think about design. Cool. It's interesting. I am. Um, I remember speaking to uh, Kerry Colosco a good few months ago. And I noticed that she she also also into um, you know visualization and mm -hmm. beautiful and also she's a very artistic person as well. So this element of I mean I'm just not I I, I like art, but I once I once dated someone and she described my my artistic skills as worryingly childlike, and um, I can't argue because it's 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 completely true. I haven't got an artistic bone in my body, so it's always a it's a nice thing. This or it's just. It's one of those things when you don't have that skill, you kind of admire it in other people, of course, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool. But yeah. it's, it's it's also interesting because you mentioned that you'd work in with data warehousing and stuff, right? And then you, it's interesting to me that it's the, it's the same, you know, industry, but to, I would suggest that having that artistic flair for visualization in a data warehousing person, that's, that's quite interesting. Oh. Yeah, I it's I, I think it's kind of true, but I think as I said, like a, I use even then before as well. It's like a I was I've done quite a bit of SSRs, so even though mm. you cannot really get creative in SSRs other than some conditional formatting and stuff like that. But I feel like uh, this element is everywhere. Mm. Like even when you're creating data warehousing. Like you cannot just create data warehouse. You need to know what the what the end user want to see, and that's how you create the dimensional modeling. So I think that's how it the design drives from yeah. the end user story. Mm -hmm. So I think that is what 
makes me like think about these end reports. And then my personal art and like, you know, my personal color interest and things like that is kind of, it helps me to do something different. Yeah. Like I think, so I, I always say when I was speaking in the conferences and things like a, one of my motto is like a steal like an artist. So it's like, a, I, I take a very nicely, I would say it's like, I see a nice report, whatever it is. And I immediately think of it. Oh, can I do that in Power BI? Mm. Mm. And that makes me learn more yeah, because sure. it kind of helps me to learn. And also it's, it's kind of a, a bit of challenge yes. to give myself. Yeah. Yeah. Having a personal challenge is always very, very good, but yeah. I have never, ever heard anyone. I could be wrong. Describe data warehousing in quite like you just described it like it's an art from like the beautification of the model or um this is actually really interesting i never ever considered that and i just have this idea of that when you're picturing the end product and how it should be how this this image of it i mean for me it's just kind of like tables relationships but i imagine from you you see it's a much more beautiful and uh i'm not sure it sounds it's very interesting yeah i, th I think it's it's more like a, how do you say it? Like, you know, you're, you're bringing products and sales mm -hmm. because somebody wants to see them together and how can you do it together? And like, yeah, it's, it's like a storytelling element. Yeah, absolutely. Drives. I think yeah. that's what drives a good Power BI model as well. It's absolutely. like, a, yeah. When you've, you understand you've, the story. You've, you've changed my perspective a little bit there, or at least give me a, a new way to look at it. I quite like that. I'll, um, I'll, I'll try to, I, I, I can't do that side of the job, but when I think about that side of the job, I'll, still, I'll, I'll have that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very cool. And, um, so um, you, I, I read before that you're, are you, you're not an independent contractor anymore. You are, or you're not. I was, no, you not were. anymore. Now yeah. I work with, uh, Avanat. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I've just, the reason I brought that up is because I've never also, I like discussing things about things I've never done because obviously it's interesting to say that i've never worked as an independent contractor and mm -hmm. that's obviously got lots of very different challenges for the way i've worked i always have you know like one client as in the company or different stakeholders but what's do what you i mean it's maybe a bit of an unfair question asking you what you prefer because that's maybe if someone's listening for your job they wouldn't like that um but what are the what are the key differences? What are the, the pros or the cons? What's what's the what's the feel? Is it nice to get away from contract or the elements that you that you miss? Um, like a, somebody Bernard saying, I mean, it's like a cool kids company. It's true. We have a really good team, and yeah? I okay. do love my team. Um, it's also like I think if I have to say, do I miss contracting? Yes, I do. Do okay. I miss like? Like I like the whole freelancing bit. Yes, I do miss it. Mm. But uh, but like a, I also in a place where I, it it's pretty nice. I don't have to really miss it because I worked with the same company before I became a a contractor. I worked with Altius as a contractor. Okay. I mean. Altius was my last contract, and then I decided, okay, this is probably a company where I can become a permanent it's and also there was like my life changed quite a lot at that mm. time so i i needed uh, a bit more permanent role than mm. the contracting so that is what it is is like a um with the being the contractor it's a had freedom but uh, the freedom came with stress it's like a you don't know when you may not have a job, but uh, like, for example, if I, have, if I, if I don't like a, a, for example, pandemic is a good example is like, you know, if I was a contractor, I was not sure if I had a job, like at least in the initial stages, having said that I never was in the situation where I didn't have a job, but I was mm. like definitely stressed about it. Mm. Being in the permanent, it gives me different opportunities. Like, mm. so like many people know Avanade as a, a a company who is who have as as somebody said like a 
with cool kids and they provide a lot of training and things like that. But since I joined, I uh, um, became permanent. I was more focused on the leadership skills. Okay. Like, so nice. that I never ever considered being a freelancer. And mm. uh, I do enjoy like a, when somebody within the team comes to me asking like, oh, Patty, how can you do this? And things like that. It's, mm. When I make it, it gives me yeah, a bit of pleasure. Mm. Like SQL, I was at SQL Bits um, a few months ago. And uh, mm. first time I, jo- I attended SQL Bits as an employee of a company than yeah. independent. And it gave me a lot of risk. I felt like I had a lot of responsibility. Like I wanted to make sure my team has fun and all, all, like all okay. those things. Especially, so it was quite a few people who were first, who came to SQL Bit first time. So mm. it suddenly gives you that kind of a, a feel of being in a team and the warmth mm. and stuff like sure. that. You don't feel alone. I understand? Yeah. Yeah. So. I hope that answers your question, like oh. you know, pros and cons. There, yeah. There's, there's no right or wrong answer. I was just yeah, curious about yeah. your opinion. But uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my view on yeah. it. But like, there are things like you know, I could take as many holidays as I want being a contractor. Of course, I could go to any conference. I don't need to ask anyone's permission. Mm. Yeah, I could speak. I could do things, and uh, I don't need to think about it. Yeah, like if I don't like somebody, I don't like you. <laughs> Yeah. but um like being it. a permanent you like as i said like you know you want to maintain it it's not yeah. just only you there is more it's like a being in a family it's not like mm. you cannot just be a individual what i always think of when i think about like doing contract work is the the concept of having more than one client at any given time now obviously when you're working for a company Yes, you've been working on multiple projects, and but it's all kind of data for that one company, and mm-hmm. you get very familiar with that data. I can't wrap my head around how I would even manage. I mean, I'm sure I would actually. Maybe, maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I completely fail. Um, but to work on separate c- contracts for different companies and think, okay, now I'm working on this company's data and this is how that's structured. And then the next day or whatever, the afternoon, I'm not sure how it works, you go to a, a different set of data. So, okay, that's how this looks. I, and that would, that would kill me. Eh? That sounds complex. Yeah. So, and being a consultant, that's also the same. Like you, you work with so many different clients, so many different data, different things. And again, I feel like I'm keep referring to Chris Webb here, but like a okay. long time ago, Chris told me, but I think I was working for some finance data mm-hmm. and I was like a bit worried about something. And I was discussing about this thing with him. And he said, every date, as long as you look at it as data, it's mm-hmm. just data. Yeah. Whatever the company you're working with, you have a you have a use case and you have data, and that's it. Like a, it could be finance company or thing, but at yeah. the end of the day, they either want to do some or da- or account or average or mm. rank. Yeah, it, is, it doesn't matter what business you're working with. That's true. It's more, and I think this is um, maybe more what what Bernard is saying there as well. Is I can rely on the quality of the structure and the quality of the, of the data at my company, because um, we've got a really great team, really good setup. But if you're working with a company and you know there are like inherent issues that they have there, and okay, in this company, I'm sure it happens sometimes, as Bernard mentions, it's just a bit of a, a, bit of a nightmare situation. And uh, you've got lots of, I'm not sure, like Excel sources, all that, that type of stuff to go, I mean, it presents, I'm sure it can make it interesting because it presents different challenges, which, as you said, kind of keeps you learning and stuff. Um, but yeah, exactly. Um, to see some train wrecks and to see some beautiful <laughs> uh, systems. And I always get the, the thought that, and this could be completely wrong, so of course feel free to correct me, that those who would need an external contractor or maybe those who are more likely to have something closer to a train wreck than this really beautiful setup. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong. Um, I I have to say you're wrong being a that's consultant. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Just straight to the point. Now that's that's garbage, man. <laughs> but uh, I think it's uh like it's it's also the thing is like uh, people have their day job, 
Mm. Like I, I worked in a in an organization. They were like a really smart people doing some. They got recruited to do some really smart things in the organization, mm. but they were working on this Excel file, which mm. was taking a lot of time of theirs to make mm. these smart decisions. Mm. And that's when we went in and um, we created the Power BI model. We automated the stuff and we gave the we gave the key metrics that they could see mm -hmm. to make these smart decisions. Okay. And here I'm talking about like a really, I, I mean, at least for me, they found them really smart people. They went to smart, fancy universities yeah. in the UK. And uh, so that's the thing. It's like a, for them, because they have a other job to do mm. and they cannot do consulting. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's when that's the nice. consultant comes pretty yeah. good. But I think this is where I would also say like a, having a freelancer and having a consulting firm makes a yeah. difference is because consulting firm is a bit more organized yeah. and uh, things like that. But as a freelancer, if you're getting somebody like me previously, mm. and I will be there for a week or two weeks and I will quickly do something and I'm off. But at least with the mm. consulting firms, you will have support and things. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, it's always, um, always, it's sometimes like a, a, it's a concern. If you have someone as a, in a consultant company, company come in for an extended period of time and they're very good at what they do and they become increasingly vital to that team. Yeah. But then of course they're going to, they're going to leave at some point. It's a, such a worry to have that knowledge just disappear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, actually, that's very true. Uh, I think, uh, and that happens quite a lot mm. as well. But again, it's one of those things is like, a, you know, many organizations choose contractors over permanent sometimes is yeah. because there is no budget dependency. The same thing goes to consulting firm. It's like a, you mm. could take the support from them as long as you need. And sometimes if you don't have the budget, then you could say bye bye. And it won't impact. Yeah, of course, you lose the knowledge. But uh, I think that's where a, a firm could be smart and make sure like all the knowledge mm. is not saved in in somebody's head. Yeah, documentation, right? Because we because we because we're so good at that. Yeah, documentation. Yeah. Or but uh, who reads documentation? Oh, every day, every day. <laughs> I just I wake up and I think, oh, I'm going to read some documentation. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm pretty sure. Uh, actually, that being said, I uh, I decided just yesterday or this morning that I really did actually want to read the documentation for for Denner because I was I've been I've doing a lot about it. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing a lot of work with it, like creating visuals. But I was saying, okay, now I need to read the documentation so I can. If anyone asks me questions like about the limitations, I can't just say, oh, well, I can provide you a link to the documentation so you can read it yourself um to actually have that because i don't you know i just kind of oh i'm gonna create some nice visualizations and create some um but yeah i need to yeah. start getting down documentation it's um so my colleague um andy murphy hmm. he is like a huge denim fan oh, yeah, and cool. he has been talking about it i really have to spend some time to hmm. to work on it to see what hmm. it can do and like actually play with it it's good fun yeah i've uh, have you been have you used um charticulate at all i have I yeah have. of course so, and, yeah. Uh, i actually did i think i did create pretty okay stuff on the chat okay. okay but i heard uh from andy that a denim is much more nicer than charticulate so that's actually why i asked because i find it really interesting now because these conversations are kind of starting to creep up like denim versus charticulator the standard like versus questions you know yeah and which is fine i mean it just it means that we have choice right and having choice is always a wonderful thing mm -hmm. i'm in no way uh no position to answer that question because i've used charticulate like twice and I did that whole thing. I was like, I'm going to create something. And I opened it and I tried and I was like, I'm bad at this. And then I stopped. I said, okay, I'm going to, but I'm going to practice and I'm going to really go back into it and I'm going to really learn so I can create something cool. And then went back back into it again. And I was like, yeah, no, I still don't like this. So I stopped. Yeah. And with Denib, it was the opposite. I kind of immediately just liked it. But mm -hmm. I think it just depends on, you know, how you learn and, and what you're kind of used to. Sometimes something just resonates with you, just clicks, you know? Yeah. Um, I think also Denep is a bit more code oriented yeah, yeah. compared to Charticulator is a bit more 
visual oriented but i think i i do like chatting later it's quite yeah. nice but it's does i was telling to somebody like it's like power apps it's yeah. like power okay. apps is nice it's easy until it's easy and then it gets really complicated yeah. it's easy so, until it's not right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think it's it's the same thing with the chatting later as well yeah. and sometimes it's also not it's a bit you expect something and it does something different and you don't <laughs> okay so like yeah at least that's my experience that uh, yeah. it happens like i just noticed that sandeep has mentioned um github which has just triggered me because i also do not understand github um I, i'm so bad at i'm so bad yeah, I, I i feel like nothing makes me feel as stupid as github does because everyone's like using it now oh, like i've got a pull request and then i've something that's gone like uh, i don't know all this terminology and i'm like i just want to like have uh, github and i want to put some like code in there and like store it there and i can't even do that i'm like where, where's the button to like store something yeah i every time i have to look for the download option and I, it's just like it yeah, that's the GitHub is probably one thing which made me feel old. It's like everyone who talks about <laughs> GitHub, it's just like, why can't I get it? It's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I've given up on it. Someone, I think in the, is it the um, Stuttgart user group did a session on GitHub for beginners or something, oh, which okay. I really, really want to watch because I refuse to be defeated by a website, okay? and. <laughs> I, I did rage delete my GitHub account and then oh, really? okay. yeah. And then the next day I went back and I created a new one because I was like, no, this cannot happen. I cannot be defeated by GitHub. And then I'm, I'm Googling like, you know, GitHub alternatives. And I was, yeah, I think this is not going to. I think it's, it's a great thing yeah. uh, when you wanted to share publicly and all those yeah. things, but uh, yeah, I'll it's get there. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Rishi. Uh, it was, um, Matthias Diebach, he did his session on, on mm. Git recently. So that's what I was referring to. That's what I'll watch. So at some point, I'll be less furious every time I want to, want to do this sort of thing. And I, I know it's me. I know it's, I'm, I'm not saying it's, there's anything wrong with the site. It's just me. I just don't comprehend it. And um, that that's what it comes down to, you know, really. So one day, one day I'll get there. Yeah, Bye. well, me too, one day. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll, I'll forward you the video if you have time to watch it. But that's the thing. There was, again, there are so many things to learn, right? You've got to say, okay, I'm going to learn this. And it's about picking directions and exactly. what interests you. Yeah, I'd rather learn about GitHub than GitHub. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that decision. And it's because you learn something. It's not like you learn it and they're like, oh, I've learned that. I'm now good at that. I can stop learning it. No. Like, yeah. I, will I will have to keep learning this forever. That's true. And also, it's not about only just learning, but like how often you're going to use it. Also yeah. Next uh, thing. Exactly. So at least for me, I, I don't actually come across use GitHub that much. Uh, for me, honestly, and I'm sorry to tell you this because you just mentioned you want to learn it. It's only because of Vega Light and Deneb. It's the only. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm, right. I'm sorry now to upset you. To. Yeah um because i just wanted to store because i don't really I, again i said before i don't have a coding background right so i really don't have other than like html when i was like 16 um which was a, an upsettingly long time ago um so no coding matter. so now it's like i'm in the situation where i want to store some stuff so i go to uh, github and, and, I, and i can't do it i had the idea that it'd be really cool if i could use um sharepoint is like an open website, which you can't do anymore. You used to be able to do, but you can't do it anymore. And I was like, yeah. it's like the universe is against me here. Security, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, GitHub, GitLab. And there's also, uh, I've, Bernard's told me also already about um, GitHub desktop, which is meant to be easier. And I opened that and I was like, yeah, I don't understand this easy. It's, I've, I've got to do a pull request and I've now got to Google what a pull request is. And then you Google what a pull request is then you got to Google the next word. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm already like four Googles in and it's just a second sentence. So it's it's a lot. Yeah, you know? that sounds misery. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's, I, I, well, at one point I look back and, and think, ha, 
I was so foolish back then. I can do it all now. Mm. <laughs> you totally can do it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what about other stuff in, in published? Um, your, your DAX and M and Power Query, other elements other than the the the, the visualizations. I actually do everything. Okay. I just get yeah. acknowledged more for UI. But okay, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I think uh, I, I I do all the all the things in Power BI. Oh yeah, yeah. You're like a, on the verge of a being a Power BI unicorn. Oh, what is Power BI unicorn? <laughs> I was speaking to someone about this. It was like the concept of someone who has a good understanding of every aspect of Power BI, like the um the the admin side and the the security side and uh, um who was it i was speaking to about this greg i forgot his surname so is it greg yeah i'm so bad with surnames sorry um <laughs> but uh, yeah yeah it was a, so basically someone who is a has a good background and a good understanding of every kind of aspect of power BI. and it's a really cool name because unicorn just sounds nice right yeah yeah, yeah. i think uh the, well then yes i am a power bi unicorn there you go yeah you can I stick do... that in your linkedin yes I have to put that on there. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I if me, I just uh, I, I stick with the. Um, I, so I think of all the aspects of Power BI that are considered the key aspects. Um, which she would be the top of the unicorn list. Exactly. There you go. What do you See, say, Rishi? Say again. I'm I'm wondering like what Rishi says. Yeah, that. Rishi agrees <laughs> with that. That's uh, the the. <laughs> Named <laughs> <laughs> PPI unicorn doesn't exist. Come on, Rishi. We just mentioned I'm, yeah. I'm the PPI unicorn. You got to believe in yourself, you know. Yeah. I think of all the aspects of Power BI which I feel progresses for me the least, which I have the slowest learning curve, is most definitely DAX, and it's not intentional. Like I'll happily like get in, like dig into Power Query and learn some M and stuff, and I have, I like. DAX because I have to, it's right there. You can't, I mean, you can dislike DAX, but if you do, then tough, right? Um, but the learning curve is a, is a, it's not as steep a curve uh, with DAX than it is anything else. I just kind of felt always just, I feel like I have a lifetime of just having to Google it all the time and not ever actually take it into my head. Uh, the, the DAX? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I mean, yes. Everyone says DAX is complex. I think probably it is complex, mm. um, but it's also like you don't really have to write complex DAX all the time. It's very rare no. you have to write complex DAX. So yeah. the general DAX is not complex. I fully agree with that. And it, I really enjoy when people say things like that because I don't think people say that sort of thing very often. People always focus on the complexity of DAX. And I look at some of the DAX that other people have written and I'm like, why do you have to write that? What are you working with? This is, I find it astonishing because I really think like a very high percentage, like 95% of DAX is just pretty straightforward. And, you know, I've, I'm always banging on about, you know, get good, you know, create your good data model, your Power Query can, a, 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 a conditional column within Power Query can make your DAX so much easier. Fully agree with that, but again, I see, I see some people's DAX. And I'm like, I'm sure it's 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 required, but if ever I had to look, I would be really interested to see the data model or, or whatever because it's it's astonishing to me, truly. Yeah, well, I, I I believe like writing DAX is easier than looking at DAX. It's like uh, if you are right, <laughs> seriously, point, yeah. like you could just write something and then it's okay if it works. Uh, well, if it works, it works. But like when you have to go back and troubleshoot mm. decks mm. that's when i feel it's a lot more complex than just writing yeah a text expression i'm not sure this is a good place to admit this in case at some point at in, in any point in history someone from my company listens to what i'm about to say i have uh tax in one of my reports at work and i refuse to put this calculation into any other report because it won't work it mm -hmm. only works, and I, I look back now, I'm like, I don't understand how it works. I know that it does. And I brought in, I had another report where I brought in exact same data in exactly the same way, structured in the same way, and I did the same calculation, it doesn't work. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. This calculation now only belongs in that report for the rest of our company's history. 
Yeah. It's bizarre. I've done um, attack training by SQL BI, like a classroom training okay. with Alberto, like the, they had the advanced one as well. Mm. And I remember like, a, I still complain to Alberto saying like, oh my God, I don't remember anything from the class anymore because, uh, because I don't use it that much mm. anymore as well. Of course. So, yeah. It's like but my. That's the thing. Like I do write DAX all the time, but I don't mm. write the complex DAX. Yeah. 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 No, I think it's, I'm going to say it's similar to me and Python. Mm -hmm. I, I did a Python course. Like, like I think it was a, a week, so nothing intense, but it was quite a few hours I put into it. And then I left that course and I never wrote another line ever. And now I, it's zero. You forget. Yeah. You use it. Yeah. Well, it comes to you when you actually become it's, across it again. It's it's like any language. It's like when I learned French in school for six years, and now I don't know any. Well, I know like maybe like ten words of French because I started to speak German, and all the French just disappeared. My brain did this thing. I've got such a basic brain, right? And my brain seems to have this thing. It's like English, and I think it's better now. English and all other foreign languages. So I like grouped them. And I remember mm -hmm. when I was learning German, I couldn't think of the German word for potato, which in Germany is quite an important word because you know, Germans and potatoes, um, which is you know, quite awful. Um, and I was just thinking, I was standing up in my head, I was like, patatas? Is that German? And which I think is like Spanish for potato or something. And I've never, and I don't know how my, how my head got there. It just thought, okay, it's not English. It's not English. Therefore pick a word. And then I, uh, that's how it ended up. So I think I do with all language, be it a, a written or a coded, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's um, for me, it's like a, I because I was I was born in a, a different country, a, a country where there are so many languages. So I know a few languages Stimpy. in India and um, and then sometimes here I like now I feel like I'm not really fluent in English, neither my own language It's because uh. Because I don't speak like every day. I don't speak Telugu all the time. So it's like sometimes when I'm explaining, I kind of mm. jump into English to explain mm. because it gets easier. And yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, it's a bit um, interesting how our brain works. For sure. Yeah. This is. I mean, obviously, my my German isn't is even as close as good as your English is. But you do feel like you have like your you're not learning one language fast enough, but you're, you're forgetting another language too quickly. So it's, yeah. you're kind of stuck in this middle and then you'll be, I'll be speaking in English to someone and I'll like forget like a really, like I was speaking to a friend a while ago and I forgot the word for like roller coaster. And I was like, that thing that just kind of like goes around and uh, you know, people are like, ah. Um, I know the feeling, it happens to me many very times. Strange. Very strange. Yeah. I anyway, just, uh, I just Sorry. see uh, Chris, uh, Christian in the comments, who was also in the same session with me. In ah, sorry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really, yeah. It was a great session, though. It was like a, there was so much content, there was so much learning, but it was like a, it was five days training, and then on the mm. third day, we kind of like, oh my God, it's way over our head. It's it's really difficult with trainings because you have to get it just right because it's always like a lot. Like, you know, if you, I'll do these like intro to Power BI courses, which, you know, is not, for us, mm -hmm. it's like not complex, but it's a new to topic. And you can see after a while, like when the eyes like start to glaze over, it's like when you get at that point, like nothing more is going to go in. Mm -hmm. It's better just kind of stop and say, okay, let's just leave it there. And any more information is just going to like not help anyone at all. Uh, so yeah, it's training courses yeah. are, are tough to get a balance, but yeah. to do a DAX course with the, any one of the two Italians would be a quite a wonderful thing. I mean, like seriously, I still, I still sit in, whenever there is a session by them, I do go and sit in there mm. and I always learn something new all sure. the time. Yeah. So yeah, I think that no one can teach better than, yeah. well, at least I, I'm sure there's many other people who could also teach, but uh, I, yeah. I, th I like think it. it's also um, a, a level thing as well. Sometimes I'll read something or watch something by SQL BI 
and I feel like I need to start at like a more basic level. So <laughs> I'll, and then once I've read like a couple of paragraphs or a basic blog, then I can go back and watch one of their videos because when they explain, they do do it very well, but sometimes they, they go into a level of complexity that I would really need a kind of like a, okay, an, an idiot's guide um, before I kind of can really understand to, to the level to which they are trying to explain it to, you know? Yeah. Um, but we have so many resources that it's it's very easy to do that. Um, I gotta say this comment from Jeff is something that I do feel quite often, basically that um, Microsoft has spent a lot of time trying to make DAX simpler. And um, yeah. Uh, no. The, fir the first part of that is because I sometimes worry that I want to spend a lot of time in to, to DAX and they're going to change something dramatically and it's like, oh no, no I've wasted so much think, time. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Nah, we'll I, see. I, like, you know, I, I was telling somebody today, actually, is um, she was uh, talking about like how she's familiar with SSIS, but not Power Query. And then I was saying like, you know, all these things are same, just different tools. Yeah. Like, you know, as I mentioned, like, you know, how the different data, all the data is same except different business. At least for the business, the story is um, is uh, is different. But uh, like the same thing goes with the DAX or MDX or VBX or all these yes. things. It's like it's the, it's the problem solving skill mm -hmm. is the important. You write a stored procedure or you write a proper query. At the end of the day, what you want to do is a join. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I look at it. It's like, uh, you know, things will change. Yeah, but it's true. What's going to change is at the end of the day, we all going, we are going to work with the data, but probably different way. Yeah. Different tools. Very, very good point. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, but at least that's what I tell myself. It's, it's, it, it makes sense. Yeah. So I'll I'll stick with it as well. Um, I let's leave it on that very good point. We've, I've taken it over the ten minutes, over the forty-five that I promised you. I do apologize for that. It's was, all right. It was a good chat. I was probably doing some rambling. It happens. Um, but yeah, really, thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate it. It was um, it was nice to get to know you because we don't have a huge amount of interaction on on Twitter. Um, so it was nice to meet you and have a chat and discuss what you're about and all these topics that, that always come up. Um, everyone in the chat, thank you very much for getting involved and for asking all the questions and making all the comments and making us laugh along the way. It's always good fun. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. It's nice to be part of it. Thank you so much for asking. And uh, I, yeah, I'm not super active on Twitter. I do a bit, but uh, not, a, not a lot. So yeah. Fantastic. Then. Take care, everyone, and I'll be back next Thursday. And uh, 